0: This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Tragically, the rate of suicide among U.S. military veterans is rising. But why? A recent study reveals one possible answer to the question, which surprised researchers. We'll have the story.
1: It's a very serious problem. Suicide among veterans hasn't declined despite numerous programs to reduce it.
0: Then... An expert reveals five major health risks that account for over $700 billion in preventable health care spending in America. Changing behaviors and managing risk factors is probably the most beneficial thing that someone can do to maintain their health and to keep their own personal health spending in check. Those two stories and more are ahead on this week's show. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. The rate of suicide among U.S. veterans is climbing, and researchers wanted to know why. InfoTrack's Roy Mackey spoke with the man who led the study. Roy? Thanks, Chris. We're joined by Dr. Farouk Alemi, Professor
2: of Health Informatics from the George Mason University College of Health and Human Services. Dr. Alemi, you led a study looking at suicides among U.S. military veterans. Before we get into the nuts and bolts of the study, how serious of a problem is suicide among
1: vets? It's a very serious problem, and it continues to grow. In 2005, there was about 5,700 suicides among veterans, and by 2017, where we have the latest data, there has been 6,139 in 2017. The problem of suicide among adults in the U.S. has grown faster than veterans, but the suicide rate among veterans hasn't declined despite numerous programs to reduce it.
2: Your study was examining why veterans take their own lives, and specifically, you were looking at something categorized as social determinants of health. Tell us what that is and what relationship you found to veteran suicides.
1: Social determinants of health are the kinds of things that maybe people refer to as a crisis in people's lives. There are things like homelessness, unemployment, Dissolution of the family structure, history of sexual family problems, all kinds of things that might be a crisis in a person's life. And we looked at social determinants that were maintained in electronic health record, which were only a subset of social determinants that interfered with the delivery of health care, typically homelessness, unemployment and criminal justice involvement.
2: The other factor you examined was medical histories, right? Tell us about that.
1: So medical history includes things like mental illness, depression, psychiatric hospitalization, as well as uh, history of self-injury, as well as some diseases that you would not think as related to suicide, things like cancer and end-of-life events.
2: So you were studying why veterans take their own lives, in the balance of things, how did the social determinants of health versus medical histories weigh out? Which one was more important, or did either matter that much?
1: Let me start with social determinants of health. First of all, we found that there is a strong relationship between social determinants of health and suicide. Then we started looking at medical illnesses, and we found also a stronger relationship between medical illnesses and suicide. So these two items are both related to suicides. But the interesting fact was that when you looked at both of them together, then social determinants of health were not predictive of suicide. Now, in a situation that this happens with, which is when there is an association that disappears when another factor is present, we call that a signal that the association might be persiminous, meaning that it may not be a association that exists in reality, but that it is part of a common cause. So our theory is that medical illness now causes both suicide and some of the events in social determinants. So for example, medical illness could cause both suicide and homelessness then the association between homelessness and suicide is an artifact of the fact that the person has medical illness.
2: When you refer to medical illness, are we talking about purely medical issues, or are mental issues tied in with that?
1: I am referring to both mental and medical and injuries as part of the illness. So I'm not distinguishing between medical and psychological illnesses. For example, I am including cancer and depression in this category.
2: Our guest on InfoTrack is Dr. Farouk Alemi from the George Mason University College of Health and Human Services, and he recently led a study that was seeking the cause of suicides among U.S. military veterans. Were you surprised at what you found in this study?
1: Yes, because there is so much folklore about the relationship between family crisis and homelessness and unemployment and suicide that I thought it would be a clear predictor of suicide, and it was. It was a good predictor of suicide, but it was not a predictor of suicide that was stable. It went away when we controlled for medical and mental illness.
2: The U.S. Army Chief of Staff recently said that he sees a direct correlation between COVID-19 and a 20 to 30 percent rise in suicides among soldiers on active duty. He said, quote, some of the scientists have said they're not able to show causation between COVID and suicide, but I would argue at least my senses, it is having an effect because it disconnects people, unquote. What are your thoughts on that COVID-19 and what effect it is now having?
1: It's clear that COVID-19 and the social isolation that comes with COVID-19 has increased certain risk factors for suicide. There is now published papers on effect of COVID-19, on anxiety, on sleep disturbances, and a number of other factors that we know increase suicide rates. So I would not be surprised to see an increase in suicide rate during this period.
2: Many veterans are reluctant to seek help. What steps do you think could reduce the rate of suicide among veterans? This is
1: just the point. There is now broadly two different categories of steps that people have recommended to prevent suicide. One is called resilience training, which is basically helping veterans to have larger social networks and having more meaningful relationship with people that they know, as well as being able to, for example, manage and cope with stress better. The second is a category that typically is done in the VA healthcare system and that is you go to a clinician and you ask for better management of your depression medication and perhaps some counseling and perhaps some other additional healthcare management so these two categories of preventions have different effects and our study suggests that if you do resilience training while you contribute to the wellness of the individual you may not reduce suicide that the core issue is medical mental illness and it is that root cause that needs to be addressed. Many people are focused on resilience training as reducing the risk factors, and that a better strategy is to better inform the clinician about how to reduce suicides through medication adjustments and other factors like that.
2: Was there anything else in your study that we have not covered that you felt was important?
1: One of the factors that some of my colleagues have raised with me is that whether the timing of these signals are different. For example, medical and illness may be a long-term predictor of suicide rates, while unemployment and homelessness might be more proximal predictors of suicides. We did not look at that, but that's another issue that could be of concern.
2: Dr. Farouk Alemi, Professor of Health Information from the George Mason University College of Health and Human Services, thank you very much for joining us today. You're welcome. And for
0: InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, over $700 billion in preventable health care spending. That story, straight ahead. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned.